Welcome to the Perfect Time Podcast. Join us, your go-to gal pals, as we dish out tips and tricks on all things mindset and mental fitness. I'm Christy. And I'm Lindsay. Get ready for a dose of laughter, plenty of aha moments, and a whole lot of positivity packed into each episode. Hey, Perfect Timers. Happy February. We survived January. All of us collectively. I'm so excited. That was a long, cold month, but we did it. Right, Lindsay? We did it. Now, here we are in February, the month of Groundhog's Day and Valentine's Day. And the groundhog, in, in case you've been living under a rock, the groundhog did not see a shadow. Um, are you guys Groundhog Day people over there? Because Ruby's like obsessed with Groundhog Day. Oh, the kids are. Yeah. Abel came home talking about how he was the only one that voted for more winter. Oh, he did. That's funny. Yeah, I know. Um, Glad he didn't win. Yeah. Go away, Abel. We want that spring here. So anyway, (laughs) everybody but Abel got their wishes and (laughs) we already are having spring. It's bananas this weather. Ruby and I just came in from hiking and I was like hot. I had to take my coat off. Um, anyway, I thought we thought Lindsay and I thought this month we could chat, um, since it's Valentine's day and all, and there's a lot of, you know, love in the air. I know it's a consumerism holiday at its core pretty much, but we thought we'd take the opportunity to just discuss not necessarily love, but relationships, the good, the bad, and everything in between. Um, this week we'll talk about relationships with friends. Um, and then next week we'll do like significant others. Let's talk maybe with about kids one week. And then I think we should round out the month with talking about our relationship with ourself because that's an important one. Um, so what do you think? Good, good, uh, agenda for the month. Yes, I do. I think we okay. could talk about it for so long, but I'm excited to talk about relationships. One of my faves. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's something that I spend so much time thinking about in my own head on the day to day. And I think especially like our topic for today, which we can get into in a little bit, is something that is so, I don't know, I just, I, I probably overthink it, honestly, relationships with friends at this point in our lives. I think we've talked a little bit about this on here before, like how, main, first of all, maintaining friendships while also being married and having young children and all the things like that's (laughs) it just feels I don't know it feels like so hard sometimes but uh, and then if you you know making new friends as adults holding on to old friendships and trying to bring those along with you through all the changes that you make in your life I don't know it's 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 uh we could probably talk all four episodes just about friends you know but Mm -hmm. we'll try to We'll try to keep it just to one today. We'll see how it goes. Okay. What are you anyway, drinking? Lindsay. What's in your cup? You just oh, yeah. Okay. I was just going to ask you that. I, I know. I don't know if anyone can see that. You can't see this because it's a podcast. Maybe I'll make a little snippet of it and post it on Instagram. But I made a fancy bevy just for our um, our podcast today. It looks like a mocktail. It looks like a blackberry mocktail. What is it? Is that it is blackberry peach. Oh um, like a sparkling water blackberry peach. You're so fancy. and I, 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 and then I just added some blueberries in it just for fun. What's the peach part? 
sparkling peach. It's like drink? sparkling peach juice, but it doesn't oh, okay. taste like sweet. It's like zero, zero calorie. It's like, it's like a LaCroix, but it's like blackberry tea, peach tea flavor. Um, okay. Well, I have drink envy. That's cute. Yeah. There, I, I always drink drinks like this in the summer, you know, mm-hmm. and then in the winter, I just don't, but it, the sun is shining and it feels like summer today. So here we go. Cheers. What's in, um, what's in it your It really side? doesn't feel like summer. You guys, it's still kind of cold, but it looks like summer. <laughs> I think it feels so good. We were sweating outside. That is true. If you get, if you get going. Yeah, for sure. Um, what is in your cup? I have a LaCroix in one hand and then my backup for when I finish that is the Kirkland sparkling water, which I love. Okay. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then what's on your plate? What's on my plate? Uh, just a lot of errands right now. Just got just a little long to-do list that doesn't seem to get crossed off the way I want it, but that's all. Um, nothing really else is on my plate. I feel like this is a lighter week for me, so I feel good about it. That's awesome. Lighter yeah. week's great. Yeah, yeah. I feel, I mean, you know, I'm sure things will pop up, but I feel, I feel good. Yeah, but at least you have, at least you have the space for things to pop up, like, that's when it's okay for things to pop up when you have a little bit of margin, you know? Yes. Not that, not that we're like asking for things to pop up, but I, you know, it's those weeks that are like jam packed and then things pop up that like, just put you over the edge. Like, ah, you know? Yeah. You know, when Carrie was on and talking about like, she has like every 15 minutes scheduled. I feel like that's like, I don't do that. Like have it written out, but in my head, it's like that most days. So it feels not feel super rushed, but I still, I don't know if people feel like this. I still feel like the days that you have, I don't know, X amount of time to do things. I tend to like lollygag and take things slower. So that's an interesting concept. It's like, I'm not as efficient if I don't have to be. And I think that's totally fine. I'm reading... Um, I'm reading, I'm well, listening to it on Audible right now. It's a book called Rushing Women's Syndrome. Ooh. And actually, Mindy Pels from the Fast Like a Girl that we've talked about a million times on here, she referenced it in her book. And it's been on my reading list forever. And I finally am listening to it on Audible. And it's so good. And it basically is like, kind of speaks to that, like, we should, we should kind of take our time with it. Like nothing, everything, we don't need to be filling every 15 minutes with a different task. And you don't need to be like optimally like functional all the time because then you're in a state of like central nervous system burnout. If you're always like doing tasks, like you have another task, you know, in the docket right behind it. Yeah. So I think that that's That's okay. That's true. Unless it, unless it like makes stress later because you like dicked around too long at Target <laughs> and then you're stressed out because you, you don't know have enough time to do You know what's funny is I feel like for whatever reason, I haven't just like gone to stores just to putz around lately, which I'm kind of happy about that. But it's even, I was thinking about this even today. I went into Trader Joe's, which is not like close to me. Is Trader Joe's close for anyone? I feel like everyone like has to drive for, anyways. 
So I go to Trader <laughs> Joe's and I intentionally told myself I was going to walk down every aisle because I always leave there forgetting something and that I like wanted or whatever. And I just kind of noticed people around me. Like I didn't feel like anyone there was in a hurry. I love the culture of Trader Joe's. I just like the vibe. I like shopping there. Um, but I felt like it was kind of a reminder of that. Like certain places make me feel rushed, you know, for some reason. And then yeah. places make me feel like, okay, it's like, it can be an experience and you don't have to just like, you know, yeah, not like kind of, I feel that way. you don't have to just like, like run through the store. I feel that way when I go to a farmer's market, like I feel like everyone's just kind of like, Mm -hmm. walking very slowly some people have their dogs like everyone's just like perusing and but because I am the way I am I usually am still I'm the one looking like a fool rushing through Trader Joe's in the farmer's market when everyone else is just there to like window shop and like and I'm the one like raging because all of these people like actually those this is how I know I have a problem those places make me feel anxious because I'm like why are these people going so slow? Like, don't these people have anywhere else to be? I, you know, and I'm like dipping my cart through people, bumping into people acting like lunatic in those stores and everyone else seems so calm. I don't get it. Well, I'm not saying that I want a slow walker in front of me. I'm just noticing that no one else is in a hurry, which makes me pause to want to like slow down even though I don't really yeah no I get it and that's <laughs> that why my I mean a huge focus of 2023 for me was to slow down and like that's a mindset you know like that is a mindset I don't need to rush and this book that I'm reading really speaks to that and it speaks to the science behind rushing and the negative impacts that it has on our on our health which I need to read because I, I like hearing read that that kind of stuff. It's a very good read. I and it's not that it's not long. It's it's a good read. I think the um, interesting thing about like that mentality, and then we don't have to go into we don't have to keep talking, but like is that a lot of it is we put it on ourselves. Like it's almost this stress to get through a task that like we're gonna do the task no matter what. So what is this like rushing stress that feels like oh, totally we're putting yes. it on ourselves? It's weird. Yeah. And I actually, I was journaling about this on Friday morning, like prompted by reading this book. Um, but here's, here's what I've realized that I do. And I don't know if any other stay at home moms can relate to this, but, and this is like me being very vulnerable right now and like kind of deep thinking, but I think the reason why I always feel stressed and pressured during the day, even though I'm just home is that because my husband works so hard I feel like I have to be working just as hard as him in order to be like an equal contributor to our family even though that I'm not um bringing in the financials that he is like because I'm not bringing in the financial help that he is I feel like I have to bring in help other ways and so I never allow myself to sit down during the day. Like I always am doing something. And if I don't have something to do, I create something to do. And mm. I've been really working through that through journaling and reading and meditating this this year so far, because that's not necessarily 
like I think I think it's good that I want to like contribute to our family but that's not necessarily healthy to like have that mindset like you said it's just a mindset like I don't need to rush around in our thousand square foot home during the day creating tasks for myself just so that I feel like I have control and that I'm busy like that is I think the issue you know Mm -hmm. which is I don't know that's deep it is deep and it's good it's good to think about because I think whether you're cognizant of it or not it's like an innate thing with within us or like we feel guilty or we judge ourselves or whatever and so simply allowing ourselves to rest I don't know like why don't why do we have such a hard time doing that yeah especially if like I know for myself personally like I'm so much more creative when I've rested like resting brings out my creative juices it helps me come up with new ideas new things and for someone who is in the industry of being creative or is trying to be an entrepreneur, that's a really important piece. And if you're bustling around all the time and you don't have those creative juices flowing, then maybe what you're going to create is not going to be the best version of what it could be if you would have just taken some time to rest and let things come to you. So resting is so functional, even if it doesn't feel productive, it really is. Mm -hmm. And, And the health stuff is a whole other side thing that I don't feel like I can regurgitate the book, nor do I want to do that right now, but it's, it's called the rushing women's syndrome Rushing women, and it is by, I'm always so bad at authors, which makes me so frustrated because they're, they're talented. Um, it is by Dr. Libby Weaver, the rushing women's syndrome. Okay. Anyway, it's a good read. Nice. That is not at all what we're talking about today, but we did just get on a really (laughs) funny tangent. Yes, we did. Um, Well, we can talk about it in a second, but before we do that, I'll share what's on my plate, even though I guess I kind of just did. Um, I don't really have anything on my plate this week, and I'm trying not to, like nothing pressing is on my plate this week. Um, I'm trying not to create anything either just homeschooling um there are some crafts that I want to do for valentine's day we're going to attempt to make seed paper valentines so that instead of kids just throwing them away they can plant them in the pot or in the ground and a little flower will grow that's Um, cute yeah so you know gonna start that craft project this week and make a cool valentine's box do your kids have parties like at school do they still do that yeah, they do. Do they make boxes or bring volunteer? Like- um, I think they make bags at school. Bags, okay. I'm fine with cool. that. I mean, the box thing. <laughs> Be in the mood. I there was some there's a gal that I was friends with in college who last year, I don't know if she's doing it this year, but it was those boxes become such a thing that she and her friend were making them and selling them for wow for for kids like she would make whatever request like a like a dragon or a dinosaur and then you could buy them and then you can show up with this like perfect box which I don't know I think it's kind of fun I think it's fun to make kids do it themselves yeah I'm not I'm not throwing shade 
on her. Like good for her for like making no, boxes. But a business idea. I I do think generally speaking, the arts and crafty kids get into it more. I have two that like that and one that doesn't. And so that yeah. that was like meh. You could um, show up with a Kroger bag and it would yeah, be just I mean, fine. Yeah, he doesn't care. But like I <laughs> think I don't know I think it's a fun thing if you're into it I remember I don't know I don't remember what grade I was in but I remember one year my mom helped me make a little it was a paper mache pig box and I remember that the body of it was a balloon that we paper macheed over and then once it dried we popped the balloon oh yeah yeah our, our body of the pig and it was so cute. It was pink and it had a red heart painted on the side. And that was my, I remember that box being like the coolest. And I want, I don't know, it was like a pretty core memory for me. I want Ruby to experience that. So we're going to yeah, try to make a really cool Yeah. The mems. I know. Do people still do that? I'm, we're gonna I don't know. I feel it. like we did that in art class. Yeah. I don't know that I did it at yeah. home, but um, yeah, that was so fun. I loved a paper mache situation. Yeah. Well. All right. Well, shall we talk about friendships today? Do it. Relationships with friends. Let's um, do it. I feel like I'm sharing all these like very vulnerable um, feelings today, but I suppose that's what a mindset podcast should be. <laughs> um, I don't know. I when when I was thinking about what we would talk about today as far as relationships with friends go, um, I think, and maybe I've talked about this on here before, but something that I've noticed about myself when it comes to friends is that I don't like, hmm, I don't know how to say this. I have a difficult time maintaining long friendships. I have always had a difficult time maintaining long friendships. And what I mean by that is I don't really have any friends from my childhood or elementary school or high school that I still communicate with on a regular basis. Um, and then I have college friends. In fact, they were just here last weekend visiting. Yeah, that's so fun. It was so fun. We had such a fun weekend, but here's what, here's the head garbage that was going on in my head the, before they came. I was having stress and anxiety um, because I felt like I am in such a different place now than I was when I was friends with them in our prime, like than I was when I was in college. And were they still going to understand me and appreciate me and still be interested in a friendship with me because I feel like I've changed so much? Yeah. Um, and, and I think that is why I abandoned friendships over the years because I feel like if, I, if they can't understand me, then what's the point? And I, and I walk away from friendships. I do that. And I know I do that. It's not healthy or right because I think, you know, I don't need to um, worry about that. I And I didn't need to worry about that. My friends came. We had a great weekend. 
we went to OU, which is where we visited Athens, which is where we all went to college. So that was really helpful because we were able to like reminisce about old stories. And even if I'm not interested in, in blacking out every weekend, like I once was like, it was still fun to talk about that, you know? Yeah. Where'd you go? Sorry. I had my freezer was open and I had to close it. Um, so anyway, that is, that is that, but, um, yeah, I also think as adults, friendships are interesting because just naturally, I think it's really easy for them to fall to the back burner. Um, when you have young children or maybe not even young children, older children who are doing sports all the time, like it's yeah. easier to maintain friendships with the people that you see the most often, like the moms at the ball field or the whatever wrestling tournament. Um, just because it's more convenient, you know, yeah. I don't know. If they're going to be in your circle. You're going to see them naturally. Right. Right. Yeah. I think like, I mean, we could talk for hours on this topic, but I think it is interesting thinking about friendships in terms of like longevity, like the friends that I know we've talked about this before, but like, I live in the same place that I grew up in. And so I do have friends that date back to elementary school and still good friends with, with a lot of them. And then, um, you know, then you like go on in, in your life and meet different friends. It's like so interesting to me though, cause there's like nothing like a friendship, even back to, I mean, we've been graduated long enough, but like a college friend, like they've known so much about you, like so much of your life. So like, that's a really long standing friendship, even if it's from college, you know, at this point in our lives. So I feel like you have those friends that are like, so comforting in a way you lived so much life together. You did life together. You compacted all that stuff. And then I think like, it's interesting as adults, like now, like I know we're, we've been adults, but like now still meeting people that are intersecting in our life. And it's funny because I, t I feel for me, like I tend to overthink those situations more than like the natural, natural friendships that I had when I was younger. Like, yeah. I, I'm like, Oh, is this like a, were parents of kids friends or like, would you ever want to go out to dinner kind of friend? Like, I'm trying to figure out like, are we friends or are kids just friends? Do you want you need to define the relationship? Yeah, that like, yes. Because I feel super social. So for me, I'm like, oh yeah, that would be fun to like get to know these people better, especially if our kids' lives are intersecting and our kids want to do like hangouts and sleepovers. Like I like to know, you know, who those people are, but it's funny because I feel like I put way more thought into like figuring that out than friends that you just get, you know? So yeah, yeah. that might be a tangent, but I, I think it's like, and it's also really fun. Like we met, I don't know, five years, whatever it was like as adults had, having commonalities. And I think there's something really fun about meeting people later in life that just share similar values and stuff. And you can kind of just like, I don't know, you just click really fast too. Um, yeah. and so there's beauty in all of it because I think you can get like, have really deep friendships, even if you don't have all that history too. So 
I don't know. I just think it's like, yeah. no, I, I love about. that. I think it's, I think it is so awesome that you have all those long standing friendships and I love my college friends. Like I love them, but I feel myself trying to, I, I'm, I am fighting against myself to do what I have always done, which is to be like, I don't need to maintain. And like, if my college friends are listening to this right now, like, please know that I like, I love my college friends, but I just, I find myself wanting to, and not, it's easier to have friends who have the exact or very similar interests that I do because that especially at this age because it like it it bonds us like I have made friends since I've moved to this Logan Ohio I have made friends and all of the friends that I've made here are like homesteading or homeschooling or both like I have these two friends that like so funny because I want to text them and say like, so like, is it official yet? Are we like besties? Can we, can I just <laughs> call you my friend? Or is that like weird? <laughs> like I, I really yes, like these. You want a DTR too. We I want a DTR. Out. I get that. Like, are we? I, I think it starts out so funny. I think this is such a, a human nature thing to do, but like, it starts out as like a, I'm going to use my kid as an excuse to be friends with you. Like we're going to get together for a play date. And then it's, and then it rolls into like, would you ever want to just like grab a drink or a coffee on a Saturday morning or like, let's yeah. go for a walk, just moms, you know, yep. that's how it, that's, that's how, how it starts. goes. Court, court them. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it like feels, it's funny because I don't feel insecure by nature, but it feels like you're like, I kind of want to be friends with that person. They're cool or whatever. And you want it to be a mutual, you don't want to be weird. So I get what right. you're saying, but with the kids stuff, like, especially for you with homeschooling right now, like your lives intersecting through co-ops or through like fun stuff. I mean, that's fun, but it's also like the focus is the kids and you don't really get to like, I mean, I feel at least that was my experience when it was a co-op, it was just like crazy and you have half conversations and half sentences and then you get distracted, yeah. you know, it's not like truly sitting down for coffee getting to know each other kind of thing yeah I don't know it's so funny we're actually this Friday um we are we have been invited to a friend's house I've never hung out I've never been to her house before we're going as a family like I've hung out with her always with children yeah um and now we're like our family like Seth Ruby, me, we're all going over to her house so that our husbands can hang, the moms can hang, and the kids can hang, and we're going to grab pizza, get pizza, and do takeout. And that feels like a big DTR step in our relationship. <laughs> We've landed. We're getting together families, and um, that's been a long time coming, but, you know, life is so busy. And so, anyway, um, I think, you know, the other thing I notice about, like, French, I mean, friendships are so crucial and this goes into like, you know, if you're an introvert or an extrovert or like some people prefer to have a lot of surface level friendships. Some people prefer to have like one or two like super deep friendships and that's it, you know, and there's no right or wrong answer there. I think it's totally depends on your personality. And I think as I've aged, I've preferred that one or two close friendship, 
but I would say when I was younger, I like to have this giant social circle of like, you know, good friends. Like I could call them and they would help me at any time, but I didn't necessarily know everything about them and them about me. Like I liked a big social circle. And now I'm like, I just need two of you and the rest I'm kicking you to the curb. (laughs) And I, that's what I'm fighting against. My desire to only have like, you know, to not abandon those old friendships, even if we're not in the same place in life anymore, like there's still so much value there. And from a very sciencey standpoint, when I was with my friends all weekend, last weekend, my, I talk about this all the time on here, but my whoop band, which measures multiple things, but heart rate variation is one of them, which has a lot to do with your nervous system and recovery of that. And, um, my recoveries were so high. The next day, I spent two nights with them. The next day after those two nights, both times, my recoveries were like really high. And I had had like one night I had three drinks, the next night I had four. And usually alcohol tanks my recovery. But I think being with friends, especially old friends, it was doing something for my body, my nervous system. It was like really helping me. And I've, I've noticed that too, after I go home with my family, same thing, I'll have a really high recovery. And I, because I think there's so much value to being with people that just, you feel like completely comfortable with yeah, and they just like fill you back up, you know, like we need, friendships are so important. Yeah. Um, and I liked seeing that you know, I can't prove for sure that that's why my recoveries were great, but I think, I do think that they, that is why. That's Um, interesting. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So again, that was a reminder to myself, like, I don't need, you can be friends with someone. Do you guys struggle with this or is this just me? Like (laughs) you can be friends with someone who's not exactly the same as you. Like, I don't know why that is so difficult for me but I think that's hard hard though because like when you meet people in college your commonality is you're at the same place you're all studying it's a very equal playing field like it doesn't like yeah you have different majors and stuff but like you're all going to class you're all studying and you're all trying to figure out life like there's a very equal situation going on um for the most part your schedules are all like relatively similar and that like as far as time is is concerned and then I think like now you know we are all doing different things and you've chosen a different path than the next person and the time we have and the places that we've chosen to live and the families that we've like it's just there's so many more variables and there's so many other people that we're pouring into you know so I think like yeah I often, it's funny when you were saying like the two options, either like a lot of friends with surface level or like two friends going deep. And I'm I've always wanted to have like 753, like deep friendships. Like, <laughs> like, I, like I want all them all to still, I mean, that's not realistic, but it's like, I want to maintain a depth with like all the people that I love. And I think like, I'm realizing like, that's very hard to do. Um, because you're right. Like at the end of the day, there's probably like, 
a handful or less people that like really know the ins and outs of my life right now. Um, and probably the same, like, you know, vice versa, but yeah. like, I guess what I'm getting at is like, when I did a college trip with my friends last summer, I think what was fun was knowing that it's like super fun to be together, but like holding those friendships for what they are and what they meant at that phase of life. And like, I will always be so excited to see them. And like, you know, at different seasons, we we talk more, talk less, but like, it's just naturally going to be different than it was before. And I think part of me resists accepting that, but like you were saying, like, it doesn't mean we have to kick it to the curb. We can just like put it right here. And like, this is a relationship that you love so much, but it has changed. And so then like, not like we replace them, but there's somebody in your life now that is doing the same thing or life stage. And so you kind of like, they're the ones that kind of come along and you're doing life with them. Um, right. And I think that has to be like the natural way to have friendships. Like everyone. Yeah. Has, right. Yeah. I mean, I think it's no, it's natural and slash normalish for friendships to ebb and flow. And I think, um, I, I, I know I've talked about this on here, but it's been a while, but I had like my best friend from college, we had like a, a define the relationship chat, but it was like the opposite of what you would like. We had a, I'm going to take you out of the best friend box and put you on a lower tier because our lives have changed so much. Like, I don't want to, I need to free that space up for someone else who's able to give me what you're no longer giving me. And I had that, it's probably the hardest conversation I've ever had. Yeah. with another with a friend but I had to we had to like clear the air almost because we had been s like so so much in each other's lives and then we weren't anymore and like I was feeling it she was feeling it and there was an elephant in the room because yeah and so we we like talked about it and then after that had we not had that really hard conversation I think that friendship would have gone, would have dissolved. Yeah. But because we cared about each other enough to have that really hard conversation, we're still friends. We're still really good friends. I could call her right now with the most horrible news and she would drop what she was doing and and be with me. But she, but we don't talk every day or even every week or even every month, you know, like we just shifted our relationship to be something different. But now- that space opened up for someone else to move in. And I have a friend who I talk to every second of every day. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's Carrie and you guys know Carrie, cause she's been on the podcast twice now, but we talk all the time. Like I have to have that person. I don't know. I just, I like a, a deep friendship like that. Yeah. Um, and so it, I don't know. It's been interesting to, it's interesting to grow up and be an adult and realize really all these is. things about yourself. Well, and I feel um, like it's something that people don't want to talk about or don't talk about because when you don't want to offend your friends, cause it's a delicate, but also it's like, I think sometimes, and we do this with every relationship, we stay in them because they're familiar and comfortable, but you know, and I don't want to speak for you, Christy, but I feel like 
a lot, I think it's abnormal to have like a lot of, not abnormal. It's not the norm to have like a lot of friends from like elementary school. Like at least that's what I see, you know? I think that's kind of like a little bit more rare because I think we all change and do like outgrow certain things like, you know, um, and that is very normal. And so I guess like, just like looking at it from a perspective of wanting to grow and learn and change. I like, I mean, I think that makes you an excellent communicator to have those conversations, but I think they're uncomfortable for us, especially when we put labels on it. It's like, we're besties. And then it's like, then yeah. it's most like, that's really fun. But then it like locks you in. What happens if like the bestie thing changes, then that's when you have to be like, yikes. <laughs> yeah, Do you know what I'm sure. saying? Like we, all, yeah. we almost may emphasize, like put so much emphasis on what that is. That's, it's like a boyfriend or a husband. I mean, those are like big terms. Right that are important because you're establishing the role in, in your life. And so if you're calling somebody a bestie and they're no longer able to like be there for you or you for them, then like that changed a lot, (laughs) you know? Yeah. And I think it's okay for that to change. I mean, like, you know, it doesn't come without a little bit of a sting when you like when a relationship shifts and it's not necessarily something that you wanted or whatever, but then you can still, like I said, if you have a conversation, even if it's the most uncomfortable thing ever, you can still have that person in your life just at a different tier. And that's okay. But you crack yeah. me. the other, you're on the third tier. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't keep it up, I'll put you on the fourth. If you don't get it together, I'm gonna put you on the fourth. I'm like, Oh, that makes me sad to think about being on somebody's fourth tier. I want to be like, but, it, but it's not a bad thing. I know, but a- I'm saying that's how I'm wired. I want to be on every single person I've ever met's tier one. <laughs> oh my gosh. I just, yeah, it would be nice, but there's just, it's just not feasible. And then it creates the stress. I know you're joking, but I mean, you're not joking and I get I'm it. Like joking. I, I, I used to feel that way. But then there's this stress about it because it's like, okay, let's take, for example, I love you and I love our mutual friend, Michelle Persichetti, who's been on this podcast before. We've been trying to get dinner on the schedule forever and it's so hard, right? But I love you both, but we just, we are all in different locations, availabilities, schedules, working, not working. And it's, it's hard as adults to keep tier one friendships going right because it's just hard but oh and it's um, funny because just sorry not to interrupt you but just like a year ago when you were here a little bit more but like when you were here it was so easy to be like oh let's meet you know what I mean and so it's funny how like that can change yeah in an instant anyways keep going sorry you do you have a friend can you think of someone that you like don't really speak to that often, but when you get back together, it's like, you've never left each other. Like those to me are like the best friendships. Like I have a friend who I, I never talked to her ever, but like, I, 
see her on social media. She's my great friend. But when we get together, it's like time never passed. And I love that. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of how I feel about like the college friendships because like everybody's dispersed a little bit. And so when we get together, it's like, oh my gosh, you know, you still can like crack up about the same things. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's the beauty of like maintaining as much as you can, like and a mutual understanding that like, okay, we both have different people, like you said, that have filled those spaces of like the everyday, whatever, but you still have this love for each other. Um, yeah. That's beautiful. So even what? if I'm not on tier one, just tell me I'm on tier one to make me feel good. <laughs> <laughs> what about what about the opposite conversation where you are, you have this person like, okay, I'm trying to think of how to say this without sounding just like a total jerk. There's a, there's a, there's a friend in your, there's a person in your circle through similar schedules or through work or through, this is all hypothetical by the way. So that's why I'm being so vague. Let's say, let's just make this easy. There's someone that works with you and you freaking cannot stand them. You want nothing to do with this person. You don't like their morals. You don't like their, the way they gossip, but they really have clung to like, want to be your friend. Like as an adult, has that ever happened to you? I actually don't think so. No. <laughs> Because you just want everyone to be. I just want them to be my friend too. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um, No, I just, I really don't, I don't, I can't think of one. Maybe I will later. Has that happened to you? Yeah. I feel like I've, I've had like a couple of, a couple of instances where I'm like, I don't really like you, but (laughs) Um, it's not you. You, I love. Oh, you're on my I'm tier one because this is why I know you're over there thinking this could possibly be no, you. I'm and not it's actually, not you. but this is why I think this happens to you. Can I tell you why? Because I think yes. like you exude a confidence, like when you are somebody who's like, I don't need friends. It makes people want to be your friend. When I'm over here, like everybody's invited to the party, they're probably like, "Oh my god, <laughs> I'm gonna not go to that." I'm like a cat of friendships. Is that what you're saying? No, like, because- I just think like because I just think you you are like you know who you are. You're confident, and I think like you'll pursue things that you want to pursue. But like. I don't know. I think that's an attractive quality for people. Well, thank you. Yeah. I mean, I think, and like, here's the deal. Like I, at the end of the day, I love people. I love helping people. That is my nature. But yes, I absolutely very strongly, probably almost too strongly know who I am and know what I want and know what I have time for. And I probably am like really good at setting boundaries and I I know my limits and so like if all my friendship slots are taken and you're trying to be in there and I ain't got space for you and also you're like a little bit gossipy like I'm probably just gonna like continue to like write you off and not and 
include you in things, which normally would be fine. But here's the issue. And this is what I wanted to say. Because social media is what it is, like, if I were to have a a friends weekend and invite girlfriends over here, then I would feel like an asshole because I didn't invite that person when normally before social media, they would never know that they didn't get invited to an event uh, that they couldn't see. Yes. But now, like social media, uh, you see if you didn't get invited to that party or you see if your friends all did something and you didn't include them. Like yes. you can see it, which makes it difficult. Man. It does make it difficult. <laughs> and like, I go both ways depending on my mood. Like part of me is like, we're 40 years old. You're not, you're not yet. I'm 40 years old. Like we got to get it to like, if, if you're not invited, we got to just be okay with that and move on. You know, like we're like who we don't need to dance around that stuff or like walk on eggshells. We can be able to like celebrate life and feel excited. Then I have another side of me because I am sensitive that's like, well, if I was the one being excluded, that would make me sad. So I see both sides of it, but I would never expect people to shield me from things, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, and nobody should want to be an obligatory friend. And like, no, no, no. Yes. But I think like that is how I started to feel to... I started to feel like that obligatory friend to my former best friend because yeah. I needed so much more from the relationship than she was able to give me in that moment. And mm -hmm. so again, that's why we had to have that conversation of like, we can't, she couldn't maintain the friendship that we used to have and I wanted it maintained. And so I felt like I was bothering her all the time because I was asking her to hang out and wanting to do things and she just couldn't or wasn't available or didn't have yeah. the capacity for it or whatever the heck it was. Or like people um, don't want to, and that's even like, all right, well, let's call it what it is. You know, that's right. I, I know yeah. it's hard to hear, but it's like, well, I'd rather know what I'm dealing yeah. with and keep totally. on. Oh, do you want to go to yoga class? And like every second and you keep saying no. Right. And so this is something that Carrie and I were talking about this week, actually. It's like she was saying, and I agree, like if someone doesn't like us, they know us so well. They know the ins and outs of us and they have decided, I do not like you. I am okay with that. Like we are okay with that. That is okay. If you know me thoroughly and you just don't like me, like that is your prerogative. Go for it. You do not have to like me. But if you misunderstand me and you think that I'm someone that I'm not, and then you're not liking me, then we're like, ah, I need you to understand me first before you decide that you don't like me. Like, yeah, I hear you. Friendships are so interesting. I don't like, and, and obviously I'm not cool with that either. I want you to, this is not something that I like think about all the time, but I'm obviously talking about it. Keep diving because we're talking about it. Yeah. Yes. Um, and I, I genuinely, I genuinely feel like I have wonderful friendships in a bunch of them. Like I'm not lacking in the friend department. I feel very blessed by my friendships, but I do think they can get kind of whack as adults or as we transition into different chapters and, um, 
you know, if there's a natural shift, I think that's okay. As you, we all only have capacity for a certain amount of things, right? Yeah. Well, and like, here's so. another concept though. Like, I, hold on, my computer, I'm trying to check. There's exceptions to the rule of everything, but I often wonder if like, maybe one best friend is never gonna like fill all those spaces of a friend that you need, you know? So like, that's a reason why it's good to have several people in your corner because you have one friend that understands like your homeschool stuff and you can bond over that. And then you have another friend that, um, you know, like you do the same profession. And so that's really cool. Or you're into the same stuff, like health stuff or whatever your interests are. And I think like, it's if like our husbands aren't met to meet all of our needs I don't think that a friend one friend we should expect them to meet all of our friendship needs oh I I absolutely agree yes kind of like well that's the beauty of having several close people to you because you know it's like iron sharpens iron but also like you can't um you only have so much you can give to somebody or, you, you know, and, and it might be like, you have something to process and Carrie's just like really good at that. Whereas like you right. have a best friend that you love, but like, that's not your process friend. That's your right. Going to walk. Totally. I don't know. Yeah. Yes. I love that. I think that's wonderful. I think that like, yes, it's so good to have friends all across the board, all ages, like different walks of life, all of those things are so good. And, and talking through that and hearing you say that is such a good reminder to me to like, you know, maintain friendships and not feel like maybe sometimes I feel like if I'm not, if you're not on my level one, like, I think I need to tell, remind myself often that it's okay to not have everyone on your level one. Like, you can have different tier friendships and that's okay. And you don't need to try to maintain them like they are a level one, you know, Christy's going to send out a tier chart to to all of us on a text message to let us know. (laughs) Is this sort of like slam book here? I feel like we are. (laughs) No, I mean, you're, you make me laugh and, but I understand it's not even like ranking. It's more of like, no, it's, no, it's not a ranking. I know. I know. I mean, I'm and like tongue in cheek, kind of like teasing around, but like, it's like, we, we have these circles and then whoever is in the inner circle kind of like probably as we're adults kind of like that even ebbs and flows a little bit um but yeah I think friendships can be tricky I think adult friendships can be like I think we just have to be willing to communicate like what you did with your friend I would venture to say most people don't want to do that they just want to like let it go and then it gets weird or something yeah I mean you think it was not a, it was a scary I what I just mean I think it takes a healthy view and a healthy lens of relationships to want to have those conversations yes for sure I think, and 
Go ahead. I, I mean, I, I think if you want to like generalize it, the harder a conversation feels, the more probably you need to have it. You know, don't you think like in general with your spouse, with your family member, with your friend, like if a conversation feels hard, it's probably because you really need to have it and you just need to like drive over that hump and make it happen. Yeah. Because it'll just be so much less bumpy on the other side, you know? Well, and like, we might've talked about this before. I think we have talked about this before. I feel like I operate from a place of if something is weird on your end or something isn't right, or I did something or I hurt you or whatever, like I would expect that you would come communicate that to me. Otherwise, I just think we're fine. So I think right. like, that's, but I don't, I know enough women to know that like, it's not always that simple or easy. Um, and sometimes we think the easier way is to just not have the conversation because then it's not weird. But I'm like, the weird's still there. It's still there. It just becomes an elephant in the room. And I think you're right. I think that is like the friendship honor code. Like, mm-hmm. If something's up, just bring it up. Like, yes. And I think as long as you, if you bring something up to that person and they react like, ah, like freak out, then maybe, you know, maybe that friendship does need to be reevaluated. But if, but if friend to friend, you come to someone with a concern or a whatever, and then you can talk through it, like that means you've got a solid friendship because think of, I mean, it's the same thing with your spouse or with your child. Like you have to have those, you have to have those honor system moments where you check in and that's how you move forward. You know, that's how you make something sustainable over time. Yeah. So honor code ladies, let's all use it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess it's easier said than done and some relationships are tricky, but I don't know. Everybody's looking for different things with friends too. Like, I feel like with you and your lifestyle right now, I remember being like a homeschool mom and I wasn't even doing the farm thing, but it's like, my time was so limited to hang out with a lot of friends. Um, I mean, especially like during the day that my friends that had flexibility, I'm like, I'm not bringing my kid. It's just hard. Um, but I valued like phone conversations or even just text conversations or whatever. And so I think like, that's a whole thing too. It's not always just hanging out and doing things together, but like somebody who, you know, knows your day to day. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I think I've maybe said that we've maybe talked about this on here before, but I think the sweetest thing ever that like a friend can do is like send a text that says like, no need to even respond to this. You just popped in my mind and I just wanted to know you, to know I'm thinking of you or something like, because I think so often we don't call or we don't text because we don't have time to have this like thorough conversation or back and forth. And so if you just send a text that says like, I'm thinking of you, but no, no obligation to respond. Like, I just think that that's such a nice gesture of like maintaining a friendship, but setting the boundary that like, it doesn't have to be a big back and forth, you know? Yeah. That's cute. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. 
it's a good practice if you think about someone just to let them know you know Mm -hmm. um but yeah so that's I don't know probably my all over the place friendship spiel but I know I'm kind of um, thinking like that was a lot but that's okay it is a lot it is a lot. I mean, friendships and adulting and all the things are a lot, but I think like the big takeaways are like, have the hard conversations, you know, and like friendships are so important. So like protect them, honor them, honor each other, and also give everyone the benefit of the doubt. And, and um, yeah. I like it. Thank God for friends. Thank God for friends. Could you imagine, like, could you imagine if you did expect your husband to fulfill all of your friendship needs like how that would go no I mean I like, love like Justin does a lot of yeah like we yes we are definitely friends but I think that there's nothing like a, a gal pal a girlfriend yeah so good for the soul all right so this is something that like you feel like you're in like a weird season I mean, I do think it's like, don't be nervous to not start over, but like to try to find people that are in your phase of life, because I'm sure there's a lot of people looking for different connections and friendships too. So whether that's like, you know, like me being like, oh, our kids are friends. Can we be friends too? Or, um, hanging out with people that you do a workout class with or whatever. When Christy and I got coffee, there was like this whole group of women that had done, were they doing like Zumba or something? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Some sort of Zumba. And they were all just at the coffee shop hanging out. And like, this is so cute. Like who knows if they're friends outside of their Zumba class or their Zumba class, but it's just like something for all of them to go and do if they wanted to. And we just thought that was so cute. Um, we're like, what are they all here for? And they're like, we do Zumba. Um, but like, I think some of it is just, we got to be initiators of the stuff that we want, you know? So if you're wanting more opportunities for friends, you got to cultivate that and be the person that, um, initiates. Absolutely. I love that. And like, what's the worst that's going to happen? Somebody can be like, I just, I can't. Okay. You know, it'll be me saying, yep. I can put you on the last two. I will definitely make time for you. (laughs) Just kidding. I am just kidding. No, like I I'm just teasing Christy. No, I know we're, I'm, we're, I'm totally fine with this. I want it's just so funny. No, I want to be more like that because I'm telling you that is struggle even. Yeah. All right. Well, let us, before we go, why don't you tell me something that you're loving right now? Yes. Okay. Um, what am I loving right now? I am loving, oh my gosh, I should have had something. In my oh, I'm you loving, want me to go first. I'm loving the sunshine. We were talked about it's like so yes. nice out right now. I went on a really long walk yesterday. That felt really good. I'm loving the sunshine. It was it was not as sunny last weekend. It was so great yesterday. So that's what I'm loving. What are you loving? Beautiful. Yeah. Um, you guys, we got a new hot tub. If you follow me on social media, you already know because I've been posting the heck out of it. But um, 
we got a new hot tub and I'm obsessed with it. Like loving it. It like made our weekend so phenomenal. Um, it's a wood burning hot tub. And so did I talk about it on here? I don't think I did. Right. You told me about it, but I think it was off the podcast. Okay. So it, it, um, it doesn't take electricity and it burns wood. So you can put it wherever you want and we will eventually put it like back in our woods. Um, but right now we have it right next to our house because it's cold when you get out and I don't like being cold when I get out. So it's, it's right here. Um, I want to be able to dart right into my warm house after I get out of it, but, um, it's awesome. It takes like probably 90 minutes to heat up, which is, you know, you have to plan in ahead, but I love their branding because their whole branding, they've done a great job with it. It's like to cultivate the slower life, you know, like to press pause, to allow your hot tub to heat up and enjoy the process of it versus just getting in this like electric jetted hot tub, um, which there's nothing wrong with, by the way, but that wasn't the vibe that we were going for. So it's really cool. I really love it. It looks so cool. I saw pictures. It's cool. It's cool because it, you can smell the wood burning and then the the, the uh, hot tub itself is made out of cedar. And so it like when it heats up, it just smells like a, you know, like a cedar sauna smells. It smells like that. Okay. Um, yeah. And we had like the most beautiful sky, like the, the weather's been so clear. So at night we can see like all the stars when we're in the hot tub. It was just a really nice weekend of getting in there and I'm loving it. How dreamy. That's fun. Yeah. And that's real. Thanks. Okay. Well, toodaloo, everybody. Next weekend or next week, we'll bop on here and talk about um, spouses, significant others. That's going to be a juicy, juicy topic, I'm sure. <laughs> yes. Talking about um, our true tier ones. True tier ones. Ride or dies. Yes. Shotgun riders. Can't wait. Okay. All um, right. It's been a great week, everybody. Bye.